Welcome to the Service Management Leadership Podcast with Jeffrey Tiefertiller. Welcome back to another Service Management Leadership Podcast. I'm back with Adam Griffith and Mark Blanke talking ITIL assessment, ITIL maturity model. And so hopefully, audience, you've been with us the last two weeks. We're tidying up this last week on the topic. And so let me kick it to you this time, Mark. Why should an organization consider going through this ITIL assessment, this maturity assessment? Why should they why should they consider going down that road? Well, I think every IT organization or service organization for that matter should be um, evaluating themselves and having a continual improvement uh, program in place. So this is foundational to evaluating yourself, understanding where you are, and then progressing from there. So if you actually look at a continual improvement program and the standard guidance um, in the ITIL framework, you'll see that first things first is you were to determine the vision, right? So what is the vision of the organization? And that's one of the first things that we as an ACP who's doing an ITIL assessment is going to ask, you know, where do you want to be? What are some of the challenges that you have today? And what are the goals of the organization? We're then going to conduct the assessment in the scope, whatever that might be. And as we talked before, there's there's definitely different versions of, of the assessment using the ITIL for maturity model. We do a comprehensive one where we're looking at the whole maturity of the service value system, as well as a, a, a large number of practices. We can do a reduced version of that with lesser practices, less than seven, or we can be evaluating uh, just a few individual practices. But, but that being said, you can take a look at that. We will evaluate the practice and identify where you are today. Right. So and then the next question is, where do you want to be? And that's something as a consultant. And again, why it's 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 good to have an ACP performing these assessments is we're naturally going to give you that sort of recommendation. We've just talked about what your vision and goals are. We now understand where you where you are. We've done a, a gap analysis to understand where you want to be and what's an objective um, time and approach to getting there. So in other words, you don't want to be five and everything and expect to do that in six months. We're going to look at it realistically and say, okay, you know, here's what your organization is like and how can you get there in a reasonable amount of time. And so we'll set you up with what your goals are. And then there's action taken by, um, by the organization to go implement those. Adam, so, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. I was going to kick it to Adam. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we talked a little bit about before what the rating system really means to an organization. So we can give you a, a rating and then at some point you can reevaluate yourself. Yeah. Mr. Griffith. Sir. How, what, uh, what would you add to what Mark said? Well, first of all, here we are two weeks later and we're all still wearing the same shirts. What are the yeah. odds of it? I understand. <laughs> Adam always has to take a jab at me for those of you that don't know him well, but it's okay. Adam, besides that, what would you add to what Mark said? Mark's absolutely right, that the primary purpose of assessment is for improvement, either to inform an organization's improvement planning um, and or to monitor the progress of improvements to the organization's capabilities and, and maturity. Uh, there are a couple of others that I would throw into kind of the the benefit or the value proposition for assessment. Uh, one is benchmarking. So understanding how an organization's capabilities and maturity compare to other or organizations um, and also potentially certification. 
uh, the ability to obtain a formal confirmation of an organization's ability uh, to act as an effective service provider. Okay, I'll, I'll say, Adam, just to, to comment on that, that's a relief in a sense to me as, as a consulting organization, because we do get asked all the time by our clients, how is everybody else doing or what are other organizations like us? And so, you know, the reality is, as, as much as we have a lot of clients and different industries and stuff, we are not all seeing and all knowing. So we don't have a great sampling around the world, around industry necessarily to, to be able to give a good, consistent answer to that. So. I, I know this isn't 100% out there, but as these very consistent um, assessments are done, that the database is out there to compare different industries, different sizes, different geographies. And for us as, as ACP is to be able to provide that comparison as part of our assessments at the end of it. And so I don't think that's something that we could have done as consistently or as honestly um, without that. Yeah. As the maturity model product evolves over time, uh, we'll have that benchmarking capability to be able to uh, to add to our, our toolkit for ACPs. Uh, but a couple of things to keep in mind. One, uh, clients that undergo an assessment uh, can or will be asked voluntarily to contribute their data to the pool of benchmarking. Uh, that is not an automatic. We do uh, ask for permission. And if that permission is granted, that data is anonymized for purposes of that uh, benchmarking pool as well. So I, I will be the contrarian. I see benchmarking as a double-edged sword. Only in that the more, so I work under the premise every organization is unique and they have unique leadership, unique risk aversion, unique strategy and objectives, unique maturity and capability. And so sometimes it's hard to compare, but I get the value. My my fear, and I'll pitch it to either one of you all that want to go that route, is it has value to a certain level. And then I think it be, when people start trying to action the delta, it gets a little dangerous. Does that seem fair to you guys? No. So I, I think I think the answer is, I mean, obviously, what is that delta? So I think what you're alluding to is sometimes there's a point where is the value of enhancement for that practice area worth the investment, right? So if it's a if it's a minute you know improvement for a lot of you know a lot of money, time, and effort, then maybe that's not worth it. But but I have to look at it as you know of, of an overall program. There's always areas where you can improve, where there's value. Also understanding, have there been changes in an organization? You know, where do we need to, to really evaluate ourselves and put that improvement plan in place? And also I would say you shouldn't, you shouldn't do um, certification just for the sake of certification. So especially for most mid-sized businesses, we can get into the case where there's evaluation from a contracting terms, but for most organizations, we should be looking at this as a way to measure ourselves honestly and identify where our goals are and put that improvement plan into place. And so I mean, if you're a very mature organization and you've got your systems down, you know, and, and you know that there hasn't been much deviation from that, maybe you don't have to evaluate yourself as frequently. But I think most organizations, we're not quite there yet. And it's always good to measure yourself and uh, improve. I'm with you on the measure and approve. Where I was going is, 
let's say my organization rates at 2.5 and everybody in the industry is a three. My focus is on being better than everybody in the industry. Like there's that's how most people are. And how do I catch up without the realization that they're moving as well? And the focus should be on improvement, not where I fit in the industry. It's yeah, kind of what I'm doing. I agree from that perspective. Um, and I've told a lot of clients this, even if you're trying to compare yourself to the organization, it looks like you're down the street. So if you're one pharmaceutical chasing another pharmaceutical, you have to look to see what your goals and objectives are. You don't understand where they are in their business plan. Truly, you don't know where they're making investments, what they've got on the horizon, whether or not they're going through mergers and acquisitions, or are they going to spin off the business? You don't know. So fundamentally, I mean, you can use the, the comparison component of this as as a guide to say okay most organizations are a three and we're a two maybe we're at a strategic disadvantage of only being at a two in this practice area um but i think i think you really have to be self-reflective look at yep. this for what it is look at what your goals and objectives are what's your corporate strategy and how does all this fit into that um if you're if you're lost at your corporate strategy perspective or maybe your it strategy perspective then maybe you can use this as a guiding point to say look Here's areas we need to improve. Everybody else is, is stronger than us in this. But I'd say from a, the fundamental of why we're doing the assessments, it's not to just be a point better than our competition. That's where so, I was going with everybody being so unique and why it's hard to compare, Mark. And you said, no, it's not fair. And I was like, well, that's what I just said. So Adam, what's your thought? I misunderstood. So I, I think our consensus, or at least what I've heard, is what I'm going to basically say again, and that is that the answer is yes and no, depending upon what the rationale is behind that point of comparison. Is benchmarking valuable? Sure, as long as it's used with the right intent. If I am at a three and my industry is at a four, then I, I'm, I'm chasing a number. But this is where the beauty of having consultants involved here, because a consultant, well, one thing that a maturity model can't tell you is what going from three to four will cost you, what the benefits of going from three to four are. A consultant can do that. A consultant can say, uh, look, you are behind your industry and let's understand what the consequences of that are for your organization uniquely. That's really what this is all about. The V3 self-assessment tool to my mind, really was about scoring your level of implementation. And, I'll, and I'll, I'll say that word. I know sometimes it's a dirty word, but it's used in a dirty sense here. Um, what's your score for implementation of the ITIL as written? Um, so how close is your organization to complete adoption of the framework? And that's meaningless. Really and truly, what it, what, what it really takes is what's your... Uh, your level of capabilities and maturity, and how is that having consequences to, as Mark said earlier, uh, what's the vision, what's the mission, what are the organizational goals and objectives, where do we want to be in three years or five years, where do we want to be this time in six months, next year, et cetera. But that's baseline. I would argue that that's a baseline against yourself, where the benchmark against others may be a great, huh? That's interesting where we fit, but you're still chasing improvement against where you've been in the past. Mark, do you want to correct me on that? No, I, I agree. I agree on that. And so uh, <laughs> I just, I think of baselines, like when I was a kid and 
they stood me up against a door and said, well, you've grown an inch more than you were last year or whatever. That is what we really look for in the baseline and in improvement. But comparing me to Joe down the street, is it interesting? Am I in the 95th percentile compared to Joe who's in the 25th? Interesting. But it's still tough. It's tough to draw that two linear lead. Yeah, and I was going to say, I'll take the interesting part because one of the things I thought of is, okay, you do an assessment you, and your maturity is, is is very good. And then you look at what the averages are or what other people in your industry are like, and it's a lot less or a lot different than you. You might take a, a position back, uh, hmm, why is that? Now, but you got to look at the bigger picture. Why is it? Well, we operate differently. We know that. Or we're, we're this type of company. They're slightly different than us. Or... We're in different geography and it, and it applies differently. It could be all sorts of different factors, but it is a good kind of pontification moment of why are we different? And does that make sense with our corporate strategy or our IT strategy? Yep. Or maybe right. the one thing that we could do differently, right? Like even if you come out of this assessment and you go, here's one thing we can do differently to help reduce incidents, for example, then it's the, the assessment's already paid for itself. And so things, I, that's the lens where I was thinking of how do we improve, not how do we improve against Joe down the street. So I, I think what we're saying is that benchmarking is reflective, but not definitive. Yeah, it's a yeah. good repackage. Mm -hmm. Hey, Jeffrey, one thing that I want to throw into the conversation real quick as well. We've, uh, we've included the idea of certification. So providing an organization with a certification of the result of assessment. Uh, one of the things we touched on in the previous episode were the three types of assessment that Mark took us through. The, uh, the specific practice capability, the high-level maturity, and the comprehensive. In order for an organization, if what they're looking at as a benefit for assessment, if one of the end results that they're looking for is certification, the only type of assessment that can provide that is a comprehensive. The high-level maturity and the selected practices uh, there, the uh, the output is a statement of result, but the only one of those three that offers certification as an output is comprehensive. And that's interesting in the light of ISO and some of the other uh, level of achievement in terms of, I think of the retail where you print it out and put it on the door figuratively, right? Because I, I do think that that is a selling point. And I, I'll kick this to Mark at the, to tidy us up, but I do think having an achieve level four would be something to market if you're a service provider to be able to say, hey, we're able to create these outcomes with our standardized practices and here's our proof. Right, I think for service providers with truly external uh, users and customers, this can be important. So it may be a tool within a contracts organization uh, procurement organizations to require a certain level of capability in a practice area or a certain level of maturity overall. So MSPs, you know, large government contractors, things like that, um, this may become a requirement. And so therefore, those organizations would have to go through um, a comprehensive assessment to be properly certified. Which then begs into the benchmarking because now you're they have to be at a certain number. And if they fall short, do they seek to improve or seek to hit that number, right? I mean, it's it's all the same conversation. 
it's a different driver. It gets into their strategy. They can't have those clients if they don't have that sort of maturity. But you're also then getting into a very specific thing where now you're rating uh, an organization's ability to provide incident management or to provide, um, you know, asset management for another organization. So it's it's a point of validation for an external provider for an external party to say, okay, that organization is at that level, and therefore I trust in them to provide the services to me. Yep. And we've seen this with ISO. I mean, ISO 20,000 is a similar case. You know, you see it all the time in, in uh, other certifications. Yep. I just, I meant though, the goal is to hit a number not to improve, which is a, it's a yes and no kind of thing. It's great that they want to improve. It's great that they can prove it. It still gets into the spirit of the law. All right. I, this has been a great conversation, guys. I thank you all. We'll have you all on again. And so uh, those of you in the audience that you all are like, how do I learn more? Reach out to me, reach out to Mark or Adam. We'll be happy to help direct you. And uh, I, I am excited about where this is going and not to be negative on the benchmarking. It is great to see how you compare, but I think all of us should be focused on improvement, whether it's personally, professionally, or organizationally. And uh, that's kind of the tree I was barking down. So. Uh, Thank you guys. And uh, thanks for uh, offering your expertise. Always a pleasure to talk to both of you. Thanks very much for having us. Jeffrey, thanks so much for inviting us. Yep. You all have a great one. Bye. Thank you.